1: We would like to acknowledge the original people on this land in Los Angeles that we are recording our podcast on, the Keech, Chumash, and Tongva people, and pay our respects to their elders, past and present.
0: Sound or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got
1: kind of gnarly, we're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather, together we're weirder, we're weeding together. I'm just very upset
0: what why what well, a, I, what a way to start <laughs> welcome, welcome everybody to uh, upset with Ioni. <laughs> I you upset just about? like
1: I'm writing notes for the pod and I'm like
0: in your phone yeah yeah
1: in the notes in the phone and yeah. they're like I'm a hundred percent sure I'll understand them and mm. they're like ring startles Ezra uh, yeah do well, well you the ring turn- the ring
0: system do you mean the the, the telephone ring or when Cooper humped Ezra, did it startle him?
1: No, I don't know. It's like what... interpreting
0: notes from a dream. Ugh.
1: Do you turn on the charm for people who want, who you want to like you or do you turn it on for everybody?
0: Oh, what a conversation starter. <laughs> Let's do the whole episode about that.
1: <laughs> I mean, what the heck?
0: So are you angry at yourself? Are you angry at the I'm notes app? I'm just so app? mad because
1: we've had an issue, you and I, because you've, where? Yes, I've got two pod notes for some reason. Okay,
0: one of them you like?
1: This one is a little more understandable. Okay. Sort of. All right. So, sort of.
0: Yeah, you struggle with the sense of. Um, preparation versus spontaneity
1: I like being spontaneous right but and- I
0: said I said why don't we have a safety net of a few notes each just so we can like you know if there's ever a lull you can refer to your notes but you look at it and it's gobbledygook to you gibberish yeah.
1: I mean I like being prepared for certain things and certain c- projects
0: like sex. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> I like not being prepared okay. for sex. No, I don't yeah. know what I like for sex.
0: But I, um, anyway. Okay, anyway, we'll pull out one of them. Why don't we come on? Let's start a start a conversation. Ugh. Chat to me. Pick okay. your best note. What do you got in?
1: Feeling there? hurt by Beastie Boys at Madonna's <laughs>
0: show. Okay, there you I go. I feel
1: like we already talked about that.
0: Oh yeah, you have talked about that. Yeah.
1: Okay, did it already?
0: But are you deleting things from the notes once you talk about them? So you just the, Oh,
1: I like uh, this uh, okay, story about Webster and okay. Webster and Constantine. I mean, I'm very organized with other projects. Just so you yeah, know. Yeah, just not ones that you Beautiful do with me. babies. babies. Yeah. <laughs> well, just the pod. It's like I feel like I work this. Do I
0: enable you by being so organized? Do, do no. I infantilize you?
1: No, I just I am organized. It's just y- y- I don't I don't really need this
0: yeah, but so you you have resentment in the note-making process. So I think you're deliberately sabotaging the note-making. So you come back to it, it looks like nothing, and then you can prove to me, So see, unhelpful, I don't want to do this, right?
1: Well, that's cynical, but possible. <laughs> but, possible, cynical, possible, cynical.
0: Yeah, anyway, hey, everybody. Hello, I'm Welcome in a good, actually,
1: I was feeling, a feeling I haven't felt in a very, very long
0: time. What was that?
1: Relaxed. Wow. I was driving my little sweet nephew yeah. back to my mom's. Little Diggy Donuts. Little Diggy Donuts. He has many names. Yeah, Didi. I like to call him Didi because it it's like Didi
0: Ramon. And Famous for food. hustling Johns on Fifty Third and Third. Really? Yeah. Oh,
1: that's cool. Yeah. Fifty <laughs> Third and Third. So yeah, but you were street. feeling relaxed. I was feeling relaxed, and it's been such a long time that I haven't been upset. You know, when you just check in with yourself the first feeling, usually I would think upset. Mm-hmm. That's like my, that's sort of like the hovering first feeling. Deep, deep inside, I'm peaceful. Right. But very deep inside.
0: A <laughs> <laughs> little too deep. Too deep. And
1: so <laughs> upset is usually my like, if I just scratch the surface, I'd be like, how are you? Upset. Yeah, kind like of like we ask, but I was driving Dee, and I was just like, oh, I feel like Relax. Like, I and feel do you think, like, is it, good. are you attributing
0: it to the sun being out? Are you attributing it to today's celebration of the independence of your beloved nation, the United States of America?
1: That's one thing I wanted to talk about. You did? Let's, let's put a pin in it. Let's talk about it right now, babe. And then go back to why I feel good. Cause I have a theory of why I feel <laughs> Oh, okay. Good. Let's hear
0: why you feel, Will you, you feel good. But
1: I'm scared now. I'm going to forget. Don't be scared. The America thing.
0: Don't be scared. We can do this together.
1: All right, I might have to write a note. What are you
0: going to make a note? It's useless. You're not going to understand it later.
1: this one, I I might understand this one. This is, it's not amazing. It came back to me. My theory of why I'm feeling pretty good is this. I saw my brother. Mm -hmm. We took a hike and we were talking and I didn't feel that hectic feeling of, I need my big brother to give me a lot of attention. We were just talking. I don't know. I just felt like centered. It's not because... I've been meditating or, I mean, we did do an amazing dance class that we should talk about, but. Um,
0: it sounds like you have no idea why. These no, you, no. Okay, I have a theory okay. that oh, it was sorry, about the my brother doing oh, well. Okay. Sorry.
1: I'm irritated. I'm calm, but I'm irritated now. I'm no. calm, but I'm irritated. <laughs> I think it's something about my brother. I feel a sense of hope. Hmm. I just like, tapped into some old like in my 20s occasionally I'd have this kind of like I wouldn't be controlling or have plans or anything and I would just be like so what we're having a giant party and the house is not ready and like I just don't feel controlling and I don't know I think it's
0: you felt kind of zen
1: about my brother and then also
0: okay let's move on from this That's
1: no no right. I'm only because oh. we shaking my head because of the dogs crying at the door okay I don't want to move on
0: okay because so keep
1: going <laughs> I'm just saying, and I think, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know what it is. What do you think, Doctor? No, I doctor, no, doctor, Doctor, no, what is it? I have no idea. And maybe yesterday we had an interesting conversation at DB's, uh, to with... um
0: With Nick Thornburn from Islands. Yeah.
1: Yes, and he was great. And he was talking, we were talking about like dystopian literature and song- ideas of... Science fiction. Science fiction yeah, and yeah. sort of movements even that are going with the new... And it's sort of a nice thing to kind of wrap my head around because the world, you could say, you know, and it's in the zeitgeist that you could say it's falling apart politically and environmentally, or, you know. But this maybe something about that conversation of like a sci-fi positive, not delusional. but well, Yeah, maybe we that. were talking
0: about solar punk, which there's a literary movement at the moment, I think, starting out of South America. With people believing we have to start envisioning a positive future integrated with technology because at the moment we're creating our lives and our world in the image of these dystopian stories that we've been telling each other for the last 100 years yeah and that we need to start telling ourselves different stories
1: yeah and he was sort of saying there's one sci-fi book i can't remember that he read where it's sort of like as if the future is a person that you have to take care of and something about New York being under underwater, but people were in canoes and things. <laughs> so I don't think, like, I'm not looking for just give it all up and who cares. I do gonna... think
0: canoes, though, have been underrepresented <laughs> in science fiction literature. Like, there's <laughs> often, like, it, they've gone quite high tech. They have not necessarily gone back to already perfected technology, the canoe.
1: Yeah. So maybe that idea of just hope. Not even I'm talking about the environment, but just something about that mentality, something kind of got into my unconscious or subconscious or something. I don't know. But I, I did like... have a dream about North Crew being underwater. So I don't know. Hmm. Anyway.
0: Anyway, it was a very exciting week. I loved getting all the uh, positive feedback of people listening to the McDermott and North out on We Together, the EP, the Hollywood EP we put out last Friday. And we had um, Reese on our last step. And that was really, it's a really satisfying little launch to our- We're A&R. Venture. We're doing A&R, baby. Artists and repertoire. Not just what the artists, not just the repertoire. The rep- well, traditionally, A&R was finding the artist and teaming them with the right material. Mm-hmm. So like oh, back repertoire. in the days, it was like you had Elvis and you had to find the song for him. Oh, okay. Whereas A&R nowadays, I mean, the people still do that. But A&R nowadays, is, it's more just finding great artists. Right. And, Helping him out. so
1: We took a dance class. So
0: we did. So this has now become a very strange new weekly habit of us going with our friend Soko to some kind of aer- aerobicize or aerobics I'm in dance class.
1: because dance. So we like, went to
0: Ryan Heffington's class who we, people amazing. know him as the choreographer for Euphoria and for Sia's Chandelier video and all that. But he, we discovered him along with everyone else during, in early lockdown. 2020, in lockdown, he was running these Instagram dance classes, which were amazing. Listen. Listen.
1: It's like heaven on earth for me to yeah. take a dance class with you. I know. And Soko. So, like, I, all the little bit of dance, oh my God, it just makes me so happy. Like, the little bit of jazz and the little pot of bourées and
0: this and that. And Wait, well, what the what is? Words? Pot of berries?
1: <laughs> pot of bureau. What are they? That's the thing we were doing. You were doing what it. What
0: position was that?
1: It's like a, it's like a little, I'll have to show you.
0: Okay. The first struggle, you go into one of these classes, you have no idea what the level's going to be like.
1: Well, we thought it would be like the lockdown level
0: where he sort of- Basically just running around. Running around, dancing dancing to amazing
1: songs. (laughs) And it was sort of like a disco dance where it was like you were following him, but very, you could do your own thing. Yeah. This, on the other hand.
0: It was like that for like half of it. This
1: was like all professional And then it, I felt like I was in
0: fame, like oh, divided amazing. into groups. I thought we were getting cut. I was expecting. Oh, yeah. was like, I, I really want it. I hope it,
1: yeah. you know. It was like super, da- but we bumped into Sugar and her friend and it was just a great group of people. Yeah, it was an awesome. And I- We both
0: piked out when it got too Serious, the moves you had to re- my long term memory for dance in terms of Choreography. This move, that move the, the choreo- that goes on because he ended up basically a
1: 15, not 15, no, it was like a, a three, three, two or minute. three minute dance. Yeah, that I
0: could not remember the moves. I did. The we,
1: we got the first, we got the first two, yeah,
0: probably the first like 30 seconds yeah. or something. Yeah. So
1: that was like. 16 counts of dances. You
0: love, you tap into that little, Uh, little sweetie pie Ioni who wanted to be a dancer.
1: Oh, it was so good. I know. I love the world of dance. I love watching dance. I assume everyone liked dance until I was at a, seeing a modern dance next to my friend. And I was like, don't you love dance? And she was like, not really. And I was like, (laughs) what? Like, I thought it was just like music. Like everyone loves music. I don't know one person, you know, like I love when people are like, I'm a music lover. It's like, yeah, it's like saying I like to breathe. It's yeah. like everyone, like everyone yeah. likes music, but dance. I assumed, but no, not everyone likes it.
0: Yeah, totally. But it was a great. You oh, had a great experience. it was the and best. And you thought he was? Did you like his teaching Ryan, in person? Ryan, I yeah. loved him.
1: It was like proper. Yeah. Like we, I felt like we were backup dancers learning a dance for like a tour.
0: Did you like that fantasy?
1: Not that's not my favorite fantasy, but I just love the whole world of like. Dancers exhausted in the hallways with their, you know, tights and like their, the way that our friend Sugar was sitting and, and we, we were pouring with sweat, yeah. but it was like in a, it was so fun. Yeah. And we did across the floor stuff.
0: Yeah. I didn't do much of that. I kept, I, I hid. <laughs> but Soko was really good.
1: Oh my God. Because Soko, like there was a lot of dancers who had technique and they knew the dances and they had great form and they were you know, funky and all of it. And, you know, but Soko not only knew the dances, but she had, she was like the spunkiest. I, to well, that Soko's word is, she's a rock yeah. star, but like she has the spirit of like those early Disney char- children characters that they used to have. Like, mean
0: like Snow White?
1: No, like Jody, oh, how early Jody, Steamboat Willie. Jodie Foster (laughs) who's Steamboat Willie
0: remember the like early racist Mickey Mouse oh no no this is (laughs) after after that this is
1: live action movies where they would always have like it was like Jodie Foster or like Martha Plimpton when she was young like this spunky is like sounds like a weird word but you know this like
0: and it's sort of like a little tomboy like a little tomboy, like, but with like a yeah.
1: lot of. But she, she's just hunky Brewster energy. <laughs> yeah, and she, but she was just oh, it was she was like a star. So good. So I would have kept her in. Yeah, you, you, she'd've, you, she'd've kept you, in you cut, out. But, yeah. You, you come in. Yeah, I mean, stay. in. Lose me, I'd be out. I'd oh, be Oh, we, we took cut. ourselves out. <laughs> yeah, totally. We took ourselves out.
0: And we caught up with William Tyler and Courtney J. Willie is, he's been living in Nashville. He's an incredible guitarist. Yes.
1: Yeah. After you listen to this, look up William Tyler.
0: Listen to anything he's anything. ever made.
1: Just in your house, you, you'll you be like, wait, what? And he's...
0: he played guitar all over it's my beautiful. Um, my 90s indie rock covers record, Quarter Century classic. He played
1: guitar all over me. All... And he can play guitar all over you. <laughs> if you just... But he's
0: really great. And he's been doing some collaborations. He's put out a couple songs with Kieran from Fortet, which is really cool because I think it's also bringing new people to Willie, like his audience, you know, is expanding. Oh, nice. So that's really very cool, yeah. And what else did we talk about that night? There's a lot of analysis of Dead and Co. of the uh, the great current Grateful Dead touring band. Yeah, so we got the real, you know, we got the real. They just screwed. were
1: they were scratching their dead heads in disbelief.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the next night, I went to see Neil Young, mm-hmm. and this was an emotional roller coaster for you because I got oh, a my text. God. I get a text in the morning <laughs> from off menu Andy saying. Spare ticket to Neil Young. You want to go at the, what's it called? The John. The Ford. The Ford Amphitheater, mm-hmm. which is sort of near the Hollywood Bowl, but it is a tiny, 1,000-seater tiny little outdoor venue just yeah. lodged into the Hollywood Hills.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I got this before you were awake. <laughs> okay. First thing I said, yes. And then I was like, Uh-oh. how do I bring this up to Ioni? This is like, because I knew you would want me to go. Or you'd say go, but I also knew it was going to be provocative for you. Yeah. So I did probably like the worst thing, which was like told you half giggling and looking away because I was nervous. Well, you did you know? do
1: that couching it in tooth good news. Yeah, yeah there was a good I forgot I you did. said some good news and then that, and then another good news really quick slapped on the back of it. Um, it's so funny because my mom didn't go to my uh, baby shower. Because she got invited to go to some Neil Young thing. This is 13 years ago.
0: Wait, did you not go or did we end up pushing the baby shower a week because she couldn't go? No,
1: she had to keep it, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're also
0: heavily pregnant, at which time, like, conflict comes quite naturally to you. Oh, my God.
1: It was the only times I ever fought with my brother's first wife, who's the best, was both times I was pregnant. I just picked a fight. So you basically
0: just had major FOMO, but it also re-stimulated trauma. So this is
1: why. So I was saying to my she said, I can't go to your baby shower. I'm going to go to a Neil Young barbecue, like where she was going to hang with him because one of her best friends was really like very good friends with him back in the day. So I was like, oh, well, it's my baby shower. And she was like, but it's Neil. And you know when someone says something, it's seared in your head. And I was like, what?
0: So it's wait, become a phrase that we bandy around a little bit every now and then. If we Like you're going go go like, to go to a barbecue to see
1: Neil Young. But I get it now, actually. And then so when you said that, it, tre- I, it opened up that wound mm. about Neil. And, and all I, day
0: you were a bit on edge and you were like. Oh. Yeah, but
1: then and then it was funny because we were going to meet at this Japanese restaurant a couple blocks meet off menu, Andy and Pally, And you were like, I said, I'll go with you. I like that place. And you were like, but don't punish them. Don't make them feel bad. I was like,
0: don't bum everyone out because you don't have a ticket to the show.
1: But it made (laughs) me feel better and and like integrating the experience. And then it was great because we're sitting in there and someone walks in with their teenage son or 20-year-old son dressed as –
0: Dun, 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 dun. What's go, his name? Oh, go for it. I, I wanna, I wanna, I'm here for the journey. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah,
0: the name of the Harrison character.
1: Harrison Ford played. Fuck.
0: Okay. Um, so. Uh, Should we do multiple choice? Yes. No, that's okay, not going to work. Um, Give me the initial. Okay. Uh. No, no, we'll do multiple choice. Oh, okay. God. This is so dumb. Tiziana Smith.
1: Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana Jones. Okay. Then you did a funny tweet saying, guessing if someone's here for the Indiana Jones premiere or the Neil Young concert. Yeah, because
0: the fans, the fandom of each dress quite similarly. Yeah. Together we're weird. we're weird together. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.
1: So, yeah, so quickly, oh, yeah, by the on, time I dropped you off and you went, I was very happy and I was over it. You could tell. And I didn't punish anyone. You were
0: amazing. You were amazing. And
1: then I, because you also said, listen, if it's like amazing, we can go in a couple of weeks.
0: So a bit about that show, it was, as an aging songwriter myself, it is just awesome watching somebody, even if, you know, everyone was like, this might be Neil's last tour, who knows if it will or won't be, or exactly what, what shape he's in, but... He was in his body. He was relaxed. He was, he'd was. he set up his instruments all around the stage. So he had like an upright piano that seemed like it had tacks added to it, like a tack piano, a grand piano, a pump organ, electric guitars, acoustic guitar, 12 string. And he kind of wandered around the stage. And seemingly where he was inspired, he would just sit and play a tune. Deep cuts, deep cuts. Now, not- A show for him. Yeah, this- <laughs> This was a show for him first and foremost. Um, But what a joy! I mean, he's earned that. Like at, at, at this point of his career, if he, he had a Are little toy train set running around. It was probably the show I've singularly been recognised at more than any other show. And I was like, I mean, this is this is my audience. This is an affluent singer songwriter <laughs> crowd. Great. Um, but it was it was a beautiful night he's his voice sounded amazing it was sloppy you know he's like a punk before there was punk yeah you Neil absolutely. Young was like too punk to be a hippie kind of yeah you
1: know? absolutely
0: but it was great and then we went down to stir crazy and stir crazy was a scene on Melrose shout out
1: to stir crazy
0: I thought I had do not disturb hi Goldie can you um yeah we're just finishing our part I can come in like 15 minutes okay okay
1: my mom ha- was going to go there and her old friends, the same friend who knew him back in the day, and then another friend who dated him were invited backstage or whatever. And my mom skipped out on that. So 13 years ago, no, would not skip out on so the barbecue. Saying you're saying you
0: sense character development yeah. in the ability to turn down an invitation to, to
1: hang Neil. with Neil in person.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Oh, I loved, today I was listening to Roy Impression's podcast, Lou and Adele Barlow. Oh, that was so good. They do mini music Mondays, and I guess because they're in Wisconsin, they were talking about music sort of from the area, and they did a whole little bit about the Frogs. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you want to go down this rabbit hole, but the Frogs were a band who were intentionally provocative and sort of Worked with everything offensive, every sort of offensive like word, like the John and Waters. Could, yeah, sort of like deliberately reveling in bad taste. Um, and Lou covers one of their songs. Um, I've got drugs from it's only right and natural. And Adele's reaction to it is amazing. I like the main thing she was applauding the band for was managing to fit the term yeast infection. Yeah. into a song. It is yeah. not. There are not that many lyrics that use that term.
1: Yeah, I know. I love this podcast. And raw impressions because I just love when he Lou Bardot. Lou Barlow. <laughs> don't keep that in. <laughs> okay. When Lou Barlow plays music and Adele like responds and talk like they're I don't know, it's just the best.
0: Yeah, their thing is amazing, but it reminded me of I have a frogs story. So I was living in New York and this was shortly after nine eleven. And Billy Corgan had produced one of their records. Um, So anyway, that's some background of how the story unfolds. But basically after 9-11, it got super tight really suddenly flying domestically. Like suddenly there were all these rules. and their bass player showed up in Milwaukee at the airport to get his flight to LAX. And he didn't have, I guess his name was Beezer or Deezer, but it was a nickname. And his airline flight was booked under it. So it didn't match his ID and they didn't let him on the plane. Oh. So they show up in, sorry, not to LAX, to JFK. So oh. they show up in New York City. They've got a show that night at the Knitting Factory and they don't have a bass player. So they go over to Billy Corgan's and they they press his buzzer and they're like, Billy, can you play bass for us tonight at the Knitting Factory? And he's like, no, no way. Try Ben Lee. He lives upstairs. He knew I was a fan. So they buzzed me and I said, I'd never met this band before, but they knew I was a fan. And um, they're like, Ben, you want to play bass for us tonight at the Knitting Factory? I was like, sure, come on up. So they came up and we rehearsed for that day. Oh, my God. And um, I played bass for the Frogs. Oh, my God. So show.
1: wait, were you in your Claire Danes apartment in Soho? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you played at the Knitting Factory. Yeah. Oh, and nice. I remember they
0: had, they brought out um. Deezer's, I like to visualize. Yeah, visualize it. They brought out Deez's uh, costuming. And they were like wearing these sort of mesh, sort of like um. Did you wear it? Yeah, yeah. It's like what is it called? It's not chiffon, but it's that kind of like see-through, rough, scratchy, lacy yeah, material. Yeah. It was black with that, and it was Ooh, the only. I remembered. T- it was the only time I've ever worn a shirt on stage where my nipples were visible. Right. Um, so That's
1: amazing.
0: Last night we went down to Genghis Cohen, where our good buddy Georgia Mac was sitting in on bass. With the band Benny the Jet Rodriguez, mm-hmm. who, that was so fun. It was so. I know. Fun. I just
1: thought oh, I love Genghis Khan. I'll go down there and eat a little food. And we got joined at our table. It was just such a fun By vibe. A couple of
0: George's mates, yeah. George's
1: mates who just. I'm meeting a lot of people who have just moved to L. A. Right. And it's kind of fun. And they were sitting with us. And then I thought, yeah, I'll check out a punk band. And I was like really into it.
0: Yeah, I was totally into them too. It was like, it reminded uh, me of like the thermals or like Super Chunk, just like good melodic. When I go see a band like that, I want the songs to sort of all be kind of the same. Just like like this carrying this high energy melodic vibe through the whole set. And I loved it. But Georgia was funny because she... Is just a natural front woman. Yeah, and even though she was sitting in on bass, it was a
1: three-part band, <laughs>
0: three-piece. She could not stop talking in the microphone, but the
1: singer <laughs> wanted her to. The singer's like, "I, you've got better banter," and she has the best thick Aussie accent, so Americans love
0: that. And the night before, she'd been to Chriselle and G Flips' cowboy-themed party up in the hills. So Georgia had lots of tales of cowboy lesbians riding. Uh, I know. I would have gone because
1: it was like splashing. I love like, you know, a free hors d'oeuvre now and then. You know, I like going around and, you know. Picking up free hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. You might love well Costco. What is, no, yeah. I don't. I don't because I'm the only person who can go to Costco and spend a lot of money. Like I end up like not saving money for some reason. I'm like mad because I'll go with my mom or something like, cool, I'll save some money for this party. And I'm, she's always like, how do you do it? But you got to live well, we vicariously were, through Georgia. Yeah, we were we, in pajamas by we the time I heard been, about it. <laughs> we have been going out a lot, but I'm learning about just relaxing here and there. I think because the kids were little, we didn't go out for so many years. And then it was like as if the part of us that had been wanting to was doing push-ups.
0: And rumspringer, ready and for so rumspringer. so we
1: just went like out every invitation. What did they say? Go to an, uh, an opening of a- Envelope. That doesn't sound as good as I always thought that term was. That's quite
0: good. I think it's quite good. It means you'll go to the opening of anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: There was a joke you said the other day. Oh, what was it? You said a joke the other day that I like. <laughs> but <laughs> I like how rare it is uh-huh. that
0: you can pinpoint a time when you once laughed at something I said.
1: I mean, no, I laugh all the time. I'm talking about those, like, those jokes that are like, why did the chicken cross the road? Because he can. Like those jokes that are just like... The, Wait, what joke's that? I haven't heard that. I'm just saying that type of joke. There's like three or four of them that I absolutely love and the rest are terrible. Do you like that one?
0: Because the, the chicken can? I've never heard that one.
1: <laughs> because he can. I used to like it when I was a kid.
0: Tell us about the video you shot Aww. on Saturday that is out today that I'm going to link to in the show yeah.
1: notes. Yeah. Um, I love directing and I love when I'm asked to do a video cheap and easy. whatever. So it's for me
0: and Georgia doing covering a, the replacements androgynous, which yeah. is out today.
1: And both you, oh, cause while you guys were recording it, I was doing like just filming around the other day, whenever you were recording it the other month, but you guys are both so dynamic in your own sense. So anyway, I based it on a uh, sort of those Bruce Weber, Calvin Klein, just simple black and white and you guys standing in in singlets and and it's amazing cuz you guys wife pleasers are wife pleasers and um not wife beaters and one we, shot one shot and i was like we should go in and do some coverage but it, it like it just was great. The two of you. We didn't
0: even really look at the coverage. Like by the time we loaded up the single wide shot, it one. was so good. So we just
1: shot it till we got it all in one. Yeah. And then I was like, let's do some close ups. And I was like, maybe your underarm hair looks great, Ben. Maybe I'll film that. And then you're like, I, I like, don't- my
0: agent did not negotiate that in my nudity rider.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. but even um, like, people can watch it. Yeah. It's really,
0: I'm really proud of it. It's and the song, I'm so proud it's of it. So it's like happy. such a. We wanted to cover it because I think. Both me and Georgia have interesting experiences, not necessarily growing up being the total stereotype of what you... Like for me as a guy, I was not like a super sporty jockey kind of guy or anything. And Georgia Mm. at times didn't feel so super feminine. So, And the song is really about just having the freedom to express yourself. I mean, it's a lot about clothes. It was written in the 80s, but it's so cool because I feel like the whole conversation around gender has become so hate filled and so angry that this song kind of just like taps you back into just the simplicity of like the joy of expressing yourself
1: and nice that you just it makes you think like what's all the fuss like that can't we all just get along which did get some backlash but still it's like sort of like what What are we doing here? But yeah, you and Georgia are similar in that she's ultra femme, like she's sexy and she's just voluptuous lips and boobs. And, you know, she's just like so pretty with her long hair and her long eyelashes and, you know, so feminine makeup and everything. But she also feels, you know, the other side too. Like not masculine, but you know what I mean? There's this other thing. And you're similar in that you're – you're very boyish and male, and like you're just you just like a male animal, but you you have that you know lesbian inside.
0: Yeah, Georgia said the other day, I'm like a man, a character in a movie that was written by a woman. Like, yes, I thought was a nice compliment.
1: Oh my yeah. god, that's so true.
0: Anyway, let's we'll play that song to close us out today. I um, had
1: the note I was going to talk oh, about. What's the note? Tell us the note about the one thing I remembered from the way beginning. Okay, go for it. Well, it was just this USA thing is like I was saying thinking that America's kind of cuz it's like we lived in Australia for a year and then we came back. So it was like America's sort of like a toxic friend.
0: Mm. Cuz it's
1: like uh it's like s- it's got such bad broken yuck like forever
0: and ever. It's just that one cracky friend.
1: And the, yeah, America's like and then, but they have so many great, because I was like, America sucks, but then Mel Brooks came from America and this and that, and of course- John the, Coltrane. John Coltrane. And the land is so amazing. And there's, you know, so it's like having that friend that has all these great qualities, but they're super toxic. Mm,
0: I hear you. On that note, happy 4th of July, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could uh, send us a voice note or email at Pod at gmail.com. This song is out today. This is Androgynous by Ben Lee and Georgia Mac. It's a cover of The Replacements. And
1: goodbye, beautiful babies. See you next week.
0: Here comes Dick. He's wearing a skirt. Here comes Jane. You know she's sporting a chain. Same hair revolution, same build evolution
1: Tomorrow who's gonna fuss?
0: And they love each other so, androgynous Closer than you know, love each other so, androgynous Don't get him wrong Don't get him mad He might be a father But he sure ain't a dad And she don't need Advice that'll center
1: her She's happy the way she looks She's happy with her gender
0: And they love each other so Androgynous Closer than you know Love each other so androgynous mirror image see no damage see no Something meets boy And something meets girl They both look the same They're overjoyed in this world Same hair,
1: revolution, unisex, evolution Tomorrow who's, who's
0: gonna, gonna fuss? And tomorrow Dick is wearing pants Tomorrow Jane is wearing a dress Future outcast then on last and Today the people dress the way that they please tried to do it in the last centuries, and they love each other so androgynous, closer than you know, love each other so androgynous,
1: androgynous.